Hi, everyone. I'm Karen Karitzer, CEO of the ARC and Lewis. And together with Heather Evans, our Vice President of Development, we host the ARC Waves podcast. ARC Waves shares best practices and habits of diverse performers and leaders. These inspiring leaders are from all stages of the leadership wheel, from seasoned CEOs to emerging leaders, risk takers and innovators, for-profit and not-for-profit. Our guests are trailblazers, serving as beacons for those striving to be outstanding leaders in the disabilities field and beyond. Bienvenidos a Arc Waves. Welcome to Arc Waves today. Hoy estamos hablando con Sonia Martinez y Saida Morel. Sonia is the executive director of the Mohawk Valley Latino Association, and Saida Morel volunteers on their board as member at large and is the secretary on the board of directors at the Arconida Lewis. Both women are advocates for the Latino community and advocates for opportunity for all people, regardless of socioeconomic status, religion, race, or disability. On today's podcast, we learn more about their respective backgrounds and life experiences and why they believe the future is promising for us all. Hello, Sonia. Hola. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Muchas gracias. De nada. Y Saida, bienvenidos. Welcome. Thank you so much. Gracias. I am very happy to have the two of you here. I'll, however, I am missing my partner in crime, Karen Koritzer, today. She was unable to be here. So I am holding down the fort solo. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we got started with this podcast here, we were chit-chatting, and Sonia, you shared an interesting fact about the building we're in right now, which is our headquarters in downtown Utica. Yes. I started here 1986. Wow. Um, with Excellus Blue Cross Blue Shield. So Blue Cross Blue Shield was located here in downtown at that time. Yes. One of the questions I had wanted to ask you was about your varied career path and your past and what brought you to executive director of the Mohawk Valley Latina Association. Can you share a little bit of your background with us? Claro que sí. Um, that's, it's, it's, like you say, it's been a very interesting path mm-hmm. because went to Herkimer Community College and I have a, an associate's degree in travel and tourism, which I worked for a couple of years until I had my daughter, then switched to uh, healthcare. Okay. Where I started in this building, 245 Genesee Street. Crazy. Um, in 1986. And I used to open envelopes in the mailroom in the basement. Wow. And worked my way up, became a claims processor, the hospital claims. And then once the the company moved to the business park, Mm -hmm. um, I continued there and uh, did, you know, a lot of claims processing. and then switched to the IT division, mm-hmm. and I was a reimbursement analyst when wow. I, by the time I retired. Wow. So retired from career number one, <laughs> kind of. Yes, kind of. <laughs> yes, yes. Then I went to um, the Utica School District, and I was the academic coach slash uh, Hispanic community liaison. Okay and handled um, interpretation translation services for all the languages. Wow. 
Hay muchas personas aquí en Utica quien hablar español. Sí, muchas. Muchas. Otras lenguas también, o idiomas, uh, tengo que practicar. But, mm -hmm. but by and large, a lot of different Spanish speakers from many different backgrounds and cultures. Well, I don't know if you know, there's 21 Latino countries. Wow. That speak Spanish, but different dialects. Mm -hmm. Each country has its own uh, dialect. Mm -hmm. uh, most of us Caribbean island Latinos speak, you know, understand each other. I mean, we all understand each other. We eat the same foods. We love music. We love family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do understand each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's just little, little things, little words here and there that are different. That's fascinating. So is that what catapulted you into this position at the Mohawk Valley Latina Association? Was it that experience with the school district? No, actually, I started that when I was at Excellus. Oh. Yes. Um, started meeting a lot of uh, Latino leaders, mm -hmm. uh, such as Tony Colon. Mm -hmm. uh, him and I started with two others, the organization. Okay. Because we saw the needs in the community. A lot of Latinos started moving to the area, mm -hmm. and we would hear people, you know, where's... Where's the supermarket? Where's the church? Which, mm -hmm. where, where do you go to register um, a student? You know, college, uh, grocery stores. Uh, where's DMV? Mm -hmm. Where's social services? Where's, you know, where are the jobs? Sure. You know, things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Almost a, a concierge service. Yes. For the Latino community. Saida, how did you find your way into being part of the Mohawk Valley Latina Association? And maybe you could start with a little bit about your background and some of your passion. My goodness, that's a big question. And <laughs> I am just so honored to be here today in the presence of you, Sonia Martinez. I am overwhelmed with gratitude and I get really emotional because it brings me back to my roots of where I came from, the island of Puerto Rico. I'm originally from Puerto Rico and I look back at, at my upbringing and how far I have come, you know, in terms of, you know, being part of this community and how important it is um, to be an engaged individual and be a part of the solution in every aspect of life. That, that's what drives me to be a part of this organization at the ARC and with the Mojave Valley Latino Association. And if I were to tell you when did we meet, I can't place it. Where? <laughs> when? I remember the gala. I even remember what you wore oh, that night. It is always memorable what yes. Saida wears. Yes. Que bonita. Ta siempre. Muy hermosa. Muy hermosa. <laughs> sí. Gracias. Gracias. Adentro y por fuera. Oh, that's so sweet. So, you know. That is inside true. and out. Yes. La verdad. <laughs> so, it, it just, it, it was a natural, I think, um, connection being a Latina, being someone who is the first graduate in my family that went to college. You know, when I came to, the, to this country over almost, you know, 30 years ago, I didn't, you know, speak the English language as well. Mm -hmm. It's my second language. So uh, I, it was, there was a lot of barriers to overcome. And like Sonia said, if you don't have the supports and the, the guidance, the coaching, mm -hmm. it can be a daunting task. You know, I had great a great legacy from my family who, who gave me the, the confidence to to pursue my dreams. But 
it's 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 challenging. So I think I just that drove me to be a part of the association as much as I love being a part of the ARC because um, they both elevate the idea that in order to be successful in life, you have to overcome barriers no matter what, mm-hmm. and that we all have little different levels of abilities, and that you know if you don't have those supports, it, it's it's harder to succeed. That's such a beautiful way to put it, Sina. <laughs> That that really, that really is. It's because I think that the human experience of having to overcome barriers and obstacles, we all have those regardless of our background, our religion, our creed, our race, our ability or our disability that does unify us. We all have our own cross to bear. We all have our own thing that we are insecure about or need to improve upon. And I think that's you know, what strikes me when you look at the Mohawk Valley Latina Association and how it helps Latino Association, Lo Siento, um, how it helps people um, overcome those barriers and navigate these challenging times. That's what the ARC is trying to do as well. And I love, you know, not only do I love you, Saida, but I love that you are here to act as a bridge between these two organizations because I have to ask you both, how can we work together to further enhance diversity and equity and inclusion in this area as two agencies with really similar missions, I think? Yes, very similar missions. Um, you know, it's all about education. Mm-hmm. And that's a word that I um, always talk about because it's a big word. Mm-hmm. There's so many different arms that you um, can uh, a stretch sure. with the word education and then you add empowerment mm-hmm. um, of, of the people mm-hmm. uh, with so many different barriers you know uh, not just physical mental um, you know the language is huge mm-hmm. so it's about uniting our missions and talking about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with with the people, explaining to them. So true. Education is a huge word. Um, I know, Saida, you're very much entrenched in the education world. How do you see using education as a tool for advocacy for organizations such as ours? I have to say, um, in order to create that bridge that connects um, our common goals, you know, we start educating ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a huge endeavor and it brings a lot of humility to the equation because it's impossible to know it all, right? It's impossible even if you have the best intentions sure. in order to uh, really be inclusive, for example, sensitive to cultural differences, awareness of differences in general you know even if you're from the same town mm-hmm. it there are so many layers like Sonia was talking about that in order to be fair in the process of creating those bridges communication honesty inclusivity um, just being authentic to our missions and find the commonalities which mm-hmm. we already can hear in this conversation mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that I would start with those with that because it's important to really put on the table what are you bringing to the table good bad you know and how can we change the things that may have uh, become a barrier in the past because of 
misconceptions or ideas and then bring other people to the table that are different from you Mm -hmm. to bring you know shed light as to what makes us unified as opposed to divided or different I think that's a fantastic way of putting it. I I come back to the saying, always seek to understand before you seek to be understood. And I think a lot of that goes to intention as well. As we're having these conversations about, um, you know, maybe offending someone or trying to understand where someone's coming from or removing misconceptions or prejudices. It's really trying to understand where that person is coming from and understand where their intention is. Their intention may be wholly good, but how they were informed and the viewpoint and the perspective with which they were brought up may cause them to say or act in a way that can be offensive. Again, not intended. So how do we kind of break down um, and educate uh, to remove those sorts of feelings of animosity so that we can be wholly open and vulnerable, whether it's with the disabled population or the Latino population or any other population that, that um, maybe is looking for acceptance. That's a, that's a huge topic. I'm going to let is. Sonia begin <laughs> with that. <laughs> uh, I think that, like Isaida mentioned, uh, starting to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. So start with the staff, mm-hmm. your front-end staff. And, you know, when I'm asked this question, I always say that, you know, the hierarchy of a company, the CEO, executive director, management, um, wants to do good, mm-hmm. feel good for the community's sake. But they forget that it should start at the front mm-hmm. of the door, not the back door. Mm-hmm. Um, it should start with the, f- the first face that a customer or client comes in and sees. Absolutely. Uh, that person is seeking for assistance because you have something that they may need. Mm-hmm. So that first person is the one that would be giving the um, the right answers, and the person on the receiving end will feel those emotions mm-hmm. and will feel, you know, welcome or sure. not. Sure, it's a friendly face, yes. a smile, even if you don't speak the language, mm-hmm. you know, is very That's important. Right. Yes. Yes. Challenging in these times of masks, but hopefully yes, people can, very. <laughs> you know, uh, share that same energy through their eyes and through yes. their body language and things like that. So, I mean, I, I you can never discount the power of a smile, though. I think that's a gift that through you can eyes. give throughout the day um, and people can take and pass on, which I, I exactly. really love. But I think that is a fantastic point of respecting um the power that maybe that that first face or that entry level individual has mm-hmm. um, for us and in the individuals with disabilities um, world, that's so important in terms of part of our education and our advocacy is kind of lifting that veil and saying these people that we support here at the Arconida Lewis have a lot of capabilities. And it's more about what those capabilities and abilities are than what those disabilities are. Mm -hmm. And I think the same could be said for the Latina community that you represent um, with MVLA and trying to support them and saying they may speak a different language, they may come from a different culture, but 
there is a lot that can be offered to the melting pot that makes is part of what makes Utica such a great exactly. place to live. That is yeah. so true. I As Mayor Palmieri will say, Utica is unique. Yes. Right? So <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. Perfect tagline. And I I agree completely. You know, I'm thinking this is is a community responsibility. I mean, when whether you are in this organization, the Mojave Latino Association or any other organization, you know, we are all striving to feel important, to be connected, to feel heard, Mm -hmm. to feel part of the the, the community. That's right. And, um, you know, with... With the ARC, for example, um, as a board member, and you know, I've been in, with this organization for years now. I, I'm trying to trace back what was the first time, but I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started as a volunteer when I moved into this area. You know, I was pregnant with my my second child, and I didn't, you know, necessarily want to go back to work right away. So I wanted to stay connected in the pulse of the community in the field of disabilities. I'm a rehab counselor by trade. And that is important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about breaking barriers. That is my mission in life. And provide opportunities to people that otherwise get dismissed mm-hmm. because of lack of education or supports. And um, when I was approached, I, I remember it was Piper Crawford. She, she approached me. She was in the board of, you know, the foundation board. And I started as a foundation board volunteer, mm-hmm. then a foundation board member, and then uh, did events and community outreach, and then started in the board of directors and then became as the secretary of the board. But, you know, this organization does an amazing job as, at educating the community. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, our presence has become really well known. And uh, I think that's what, you know, we do also very well. And Sonia, you have been working so hard on that to create that connection with the community and say, hey, we're here. We right. we do serve not only the Latino community, you serve a very diverse group of individuals. So we have. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that, Sonia? Because I want to make sure that people understand just how inclusive Mohawk Valley Latino Association is. No uh, necesitan hablar español no, to, claro have, no. to have claro help no. from your organization or to be able to benefit from your organization. Correct. Um, we have, you know, almost 18 years in the community. Uh, we have served 90% of the clients are Latino, of mm-hmm. course, but we have served other non-Latino communities. Mm-hmm. Because uh, a lot of people, they've heard my name, mm-hmm. you know, they know who I am, and they trust me. Mm-hmm. So they have called for mm-hmm. help. And I, I, because I don't just say no, or we can't help you. No, I will find the answer for the, for the person that's in need. You know, we're, we're hopefully coming out of this COVID pandemic now, or at least moving into kind of that endemic phase, God willing. Um, what has been a big challenge for the Latino population and how has MVLA supported them throughout the COVID pandemic? And, and what do you see as the challenge kind of moving forward? Well, the pandemic hit us hard, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't shut down. I was taking care of uh, the Latino community through social media. Wow. Uh, educating them mm-hmm. on the COVID, uh, the shutdowns, and, you know, anybody... I would watch 
news all the time, mm-hmm. locally and nationally, and then turn around and educate them through social media. Wow. Um, and on the uh, once the vaccine uh, came out, you know, we had to start the same work again with our sure. community. Um, and we have been very successful, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it was a 24-7 type of uh, situation because, again, people trust me. Mm-hmm. They know that I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, could, you know, sugarcoat things. Um, so they always looked for me for the answers mm-hmm. and COVID. Um, and people are still calling, you know, where do I get my vaccine? Where, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go for testing? You know, so uh, they're still calling every day. That education piece, it keeps coming back up, but that is so important, I yes. think, for both of our organizations to be able to communicate to our population that, you know, has so many barriers to overcome. Um, I know Karen probably would have a very similar answer. There was n- there was no stopping for mm-hmm. the Arconida Lewis. We had people with disabilities that needed to be supported, and she was out there in the trenches all the time and, again, communicating the latest information as much as possible to not only help the people with disabilities but also the employees, which, to your point earlier, that first employee, that first line is just as important yes. as the top line um, and oftentimes even more so because they mm-hmm. are the face of everything. Right. So, yes. you know, in terms of being able to kind of break down barriers and advocate and educate for the community uh, that you represent, um, we've recently open a bakery just a couple doors down called Chef's Express. And at this bakery, we feature a couple of individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities who work both in the kitchen as well as in the front of the house interacting with the population who comes in, um, be it people who are associated with the ARC or otherwise it's open to the public. It's a really unique way of breaking down those barriers Mm -hmm. because each one of the people we support is just as capable of creating these cupcakes and delicious baked goods and just as capable as providing service in the front of the house as any one of us are. Right. And it really makes for a happy, comfortable, um, inviting atmosphere to kind of let your guard down and just see them as people rather than as people with disabilities. Right. Um, and I, I see a similar sort of innovative project that you've done at the Mohawk Valley Latina Association, La Abundancia, Yes, which I am fascinated by and would love to have you tell us a little bit about that project and why that is so important for you guys. Uh, Well, La Abundancia is a a dream that has come through, uh, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, We, I had met uh, the permacultural a teacher, uh, Kimber Badenhausen, came to me with the idea. Um, and she asked me, what is your vision? What's your goal for MVLA? And I told her, I wanted, I wanted, I want a community space and garden mm-hmm. for the community to come in, eat, garden, talk about daily, you know, daily yeah. things happening, uh, have focus groups, invite the community to do celebrations, cultural celebrations. And she said, well, 
let's start working on it. Wonderful. I'm I'm Yugal. So <laughs> we uh, started planning uh, the Latino Association because of um, funding. That's you know our our bridge that we have to cross. Mm-hmm. Um, the funding was the uh, what was stopping me, and of course more staff. Mm-hmm. You know because for a long time it was just me. So um, once we uh, received some funding from, thankfully, the, from the community foundation to hire another body to help me, uh, we started this project last year. Wow. And also through the help with um, Dave Mathis, our friend, and uh, we received some funding to hire summer youth employment interns to That's work fantastic. on the project and uh, also the Young Scholars Program. We um, had four Young Scholars students design the community space and garden. And uh, it's it's going to be amazing and would love to have the one that we currently have is in Cor- the Cornhill area, mm-hmm. but would love to see us have another one in the west side. Oh, that would be fantastic. That's our second goal for that. Do you have a spot in mind? Not yet. Okay. But I have my eyes out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to constantly be on the search. Yes. Um, so that it's going to be amazing, you know, um, to have this type of program in two spots mm-hmm. in the city of Utica. And you especially know. one that program that is welcoming to all and to your point yes, serves beyond it's welcoming just the to all. Latino community. Yeah. We love to see, you know, not just grandma and grandpas come in and mm-hmm. pick the, in the garden, you know, herbs, flowers, uh, fruits, vegetables, but want to see the young people come in, sit with a book, have a stage mm-hmm. for perf- dancing, singing, poetry, oh, you know, wonderful. art classes. You know, it's it's a big dream. What I'm going nice... to get emotional. Yes, but que regalo para la comunidad. Es increíble. Yes, you absolutely should get emotional. That's very emotional and totally understandable. It, it gives me chills to think of something like that. And yes. what a wonderful way to kind of round out this conversation to talk about dreams coming true, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, to me... Um, Again, just to highlight kind of the similarities we have with this, with our two organizations, that's our job and that's our mission at the ARC with people with developmental disabilities is to help them realize their goals. Mm-hmm. And for you, Sonia, um, and for you, Saida, as part of the MVLA, helping the Latino community reach their dreams. And here you are. You had a dream. You've realized it. You've created this community space that is just incredible. And I, for one, can't wait for it to be warm enough to go check it out. Yes. <laughs> no, no soy Latina and mi sangre, pero en mi corazón. Oh, soy Latina. So usually at this time, we like to kind of transition to a couple of what we call lightning round questions, which usually is the part where Karen lets me go off the rails and talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I find these to be kind of fun little questions because it really gives us a chance to see kind of the more human side um, of our guests. So if you guys don't mind, I'd love to ask you a couple of little quick questions. Sure. Okay. Go for it. So I'll ask you first, Saida. ¿Cuál es su palabra favorita en español? What is your favorite word in Spanish? Oh, my gosh. That's 
going to be hard. Ay, Dios mío. <laughs> I know what she's uh, going to say. Te quiero mucho. Te quiero mucho. Oh, I, thought, I thought you would have said fabuloso. Fabuloso. Oh. Because you always say that. Fabuloso. <laughs> How about you, Sonia? Do you have a favorite palabra en español? Oh, my goodness. Te amo. Te amo. Mm -hmm. I love to say that to my grandkids. Oh, that's wonderful. Aww. My family. I love piropos, sweet nothings. Oh. That's my favorite. And sobresaliente. Just Ooh. love the way that feels <laughs> off the tongue, right? <laughs> um, what book have you most recently read? Now, Saida, for our listeners who may not know you, you are a voracious reader. Well, not as much as you, but... I, I love to read. I love to read, too. It's always been a best friend, and I think it's a gift that I was given very young to be able to uh, find myself lost in a book. But what you typically read more than one book at a time, which is very admirable. Well, you know, I, because of the business, I mean, aside from being a counselor and work as a program coordinator at uh, Mohawk Valley Community College, I, I love the personal growth field. Um, so I do a lot of reading on that field, and there is one author that I just, I am just overwhelmed by his wisdom. It's Bob Goff, and he's written a couple of books that I just, I go back to them often. One is called Love Doss, mm -hmm. and the other one is Everybody Always. Oh, nice. And I think the premise of those books, real quickly, is that, you know, every time that we face very difficult times or challenging times, like now... You know, you, you just have to embody love mm -hmm. and really bridge that connection between differences. Oh, that's so nice. How about you, Sonia? Do you have a favorite book or book you've I read do, recently? I do not uh, because of my time is so limited. Mm -hmm. I don't get to read, but I do love to read. Do you? Uh, the last book that I bought was the Michelle Obama book. Oh, mm. nice. Um, and I read the first two pages. <laughs> and it's just, you know, my time is very limited. Yes, I can only imagine. Yeah. And you cannot read while you're driving. No. <laughs> but you can listen to a podcast. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. How about Sonia? And this doesn't have to be a real thing, but what is the best gift you've ever received? <sighs> my grandchildren. Oh, That's wonderful. I love my grandchildren. Are they local? Yes. So you get to give them abrazos. Yes. Todo el tiempo. Yes. That's wonderful. That's a great gift. Thank you. You'll make me cry now. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best abuela. I know that. <laughs> she is. How about you, Saida? Wow. Um, I'm thinking of this. You know, I could say my children and my mm -hmm. husband, which is true. Oh, but, su amiga, Heather. <laughs> but, you know, I have to say that it, the legacy that my mother, you know, has given me, it's really, mm -hmm. it really encompasses everything from the love to my children, to my husband, to my community. It's that legacy. That's wonderful. I love that. Yeah, that's fantastic. That. Well, I want to thank you both so much for joining me here today. This has been a real blast. Thank you for allowing me to practice Espanol <laughs> un poquito. Lo hiciste muy bien. Gracias. Excelente. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I just want to share with the audience, too, that in our show notes, we will have links to the MVLA website, um, ways to contact both of you. I thank you both so much for your service to the ARC, to Mohawk Valley Latino Association, and to Utica in general, and encourage everyone to kind of take from this conversation today the opportunity to share that love with everyone, regardless of what they look like, whether you've met them before or not, share a smile, pay it forward, 
And I will leave us on that note. Thank you so much. Can I just say thank you? Yes. Muchísimas gracias. De nada. Por esta invitación. De nada. Thank gracias. you so much. To you much. and Karen. Gracias. Yes. It's, and it's a wonderful organization. And I've known about it for a long time, you know, through Zaida also. Uh, but thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much, ladies. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Disclaimer, the views, ideas, and opinions expressed in this podcast are only those of the individuals involved and do not reflect the official policy or position of the ARC Oneida Lewis Chapter, the ARC New York, or any other agency, organization, employer, or company.